Thank you for joining us today. We hope this teaching inspires you, builds your faith, and gives you tools for everyday life. We encourage you to visit us at mbcocala.com to discover more about the life-changing ministry at Meadowbrook, as well as convenient ways you can partner with us financially in helping people move from where they are to where God wants them to be. Enjoy the message. Well, we're starting a new series today called I Want to Be Better. Go ahead and say that with me. I want I know some of you are saying, no, I'm all good. Well, you're going to find out, you're going to find out you actually need to be a little better. And uh, we're going to work on this today. I've already said it to you, but I very intentionally want to say to you again, Happy New Year. Now, this is a time of year that typically a lot of people will make what we call New Year's resolutions. And um, I'll go ahead and tell you, this is not about resolutions. But let me tell you about resolutions for a moment. Studies show that 60% of us make them. And only 8% of us keep them. Um, And it's all kinds of things, from saving more money to losing more weight to getting more healthy to quitting something or starting something. Uh, It's all about those kind of things. One of the things that happens is people will sign up and start to go to the health club or to the gym. That's a $30 billion industry in the United States last year, health clubs and gyms. Uh, 80% of those that sign up with their new membership will quit within five months. Only 18% will actually use their membership consistently. And of those that have the membership and keep the membership, you ready for this? 30% of them will never break a sweat. They go and don't know what to do, and so they just kind of... Or they socialize. And um, so anyway, all that being said, this series, I Want to Be Better, is not about resolutions. I'm really not about resolutions. I think we should resolve things, and this is just me, but I think it's more of a day-to-day-to-day thing. I think you should regroup and focus on a new year and, and, and that type of thing, but I just do better uh, with some of the things that I'm going to share with you today and throughout uh, this series. So it's not about resolutions. It's really just about life. It's about life. It's about this journey. Pastor Ryan was mentioning this this journey. And for us, a real focus point for us as a church family is this, that we want to become more and more happy, stable, fruitful, blessed, so that we can be a blessing and ultimately do what? bring glory to God. And we, we need to be very, very intentional about that. And then we talk a lot here about a journey and taking steps. And, and the way we kind of phrase it is that uh, we're all moving from where we are to where God wants us to be. And I emphasize all of us because, and let me go ahead and put this in front of your eyes here. Everybody has a next step. Everybody has a next step. Well, what happens after I take that step? Uh, there's going to be another one to take because this is about progress. This is about improvement. It's about a, a journey. So I have a next step. You have a next step. Spiritually, we do. Practically, in our, in our life, we do. Uh, relationally, in our life, you know, it could go on and on. We have all these areas that we could be taking a next step in our life. And in this politically correct overly sensitive, uh, everybody gets a trophy 
world that we live in. Look at me. I need to tell you straight up today, you need to do better. Well, that went over. You need to do better. And and it needs to end up not just that some preacher is telling you you need to do better. That's what preachers do. It needs to be that you want to. And so we're going to travel through this today and and through this series that that we want to. That we need to do better. Everybody everybody say, I I need to do better. better. And you you can do better. And, And listen, it's okay to not be okay, but it's not okay to stay that way. And so our, our world is so fragile at times. Don't dare tell me, you know, that I'm not doing something right or something's wrong with me. Grow up. Get over it a little bit because there's so much life to be had rather than just to be coddled. Can you imagine a team going to practice week after week, day after day, and there's never a call to improvement, never any kind of instruction and coaching toward improvement. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine taking private lessons for, uh, you know, a sport or for an instrument or painting or something else, and you're never, by your instructor, never called to improvement, never called and, and given instruction on how to improve? Could you imagine that? And so I bear responsibility today. You know, and, and as, a, as a preacher of righteousness, representing God's word to God's people today, you know, it is important that we improve. That was your part right there. Hey, don't worry, I'm not going to back off. So watching life, watching news, watching people, Sometimes I say inside, sometimes I say it outside. I say this, come on, people. It's like, we've got to do better. We can do better. I watch politics. Come on. We can do better. I watch families. And my heart is so for families, I can't tell you. Family is the thing that's under attack, and family is the thing that's so near to God. And we are now living, listen, we're now living in the third generation of rampant divorce. When I was a kid, my sister's here, when we were kids and our parents divorced, it was, that was not the norm. And let me say to any of you here that are divorced, it's not a house of condemnation. This is a house of grace and truth, but we've got, we've got to do something with where we are. Can I get an amen out of the church today? We've got to do something with where we are. We are now in the, in the fallout of three generations, and now people don't know how to parent because they weren't parented. And it breaks down and breaks down and breaks down, and people don't know who they are and don't know what to do. And we've got kids that are 35 and 40. They're kids trying to raise kids, and the devil's having a heyday. So I want to break the flow. And I want to say, come on, we can do better. We can do better. And we look down the street and we look across the world and we see suffering and selfishness and hatred and greed, and carelessness. And I'm just so struck 
We can do better. We can do better. I look at my own life. You know, and I, I try hard. Seriously, I'm a disciplined, focused, consistent person. But I'm so aware, you know, I can do better. I can be a better husband. I could be a better boss. I could be a better friend. I could be a better son. I could be a better brother. I still haven't given her her Christmas gift. I'll make good on it. But come on, everybody, we can do better. Amen. Come on, better amen, too. Amen. All right. Well, to be real clear, because you have to do this, to be real clear, your salvation and your position in God is a gift. So you don't have to earn that. You don't have to work for that. Your salvation, your position in God, here's what it is. It's grace, it's faith, plus nothing. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 says this, For by grace are you saved through faith, that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. And then once we have salvation and position and relationship in God, we continue on in grace. Having begun in grace, we don't depart from grace. And we also continue in faith because the just shall live by, and we walk by faith and not by sight. But faith without works is dead, and it stinks by lunchtime. Okay? And so now that we have salvation, now that we have position in God, you ready for this? We work. We work. We put some effort into some things. Let me give you a little bit of scripture, and there's plenty for this. Look with me in Philippians chapter 2. Dear friends, you always followed my instructions when I was with you, and now that I am away, it is even more important. Work hard. Come on, everybody say it. Work hard to show the results of your salvation, obeying God with deep reverence and fear. Go ahead. For God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. So God is working to create not only the ability, but the desire. That's why we, we uh, labeled this, I want to be better. I want to be better. And that is a response to God that I want to be, come on, how many of you want to be better at every place you are? I want to be better at that. Well, that's a work of God in you, creating in you both the want to and the how to and giving you the desire and the power to be able to do that. Amen. So, so we must work. And, and I, I quoted for you Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 and 9. Well, the next verse says that we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works. Now, this passage here also includes the idea that we work out our own salvation. In that New Testament Greek, it means this, to bring out fully, to bring out fully, to do that which brings results. And so make no mistake, let me be perfectly clear on this, our salvation, our relationship with God, our position in God is a gift. But once you receive that gift, he wants you to get on your horse and pack your lunch, and put on your boots, 
Come on. And let's get to it. Let's get to it and let him produce in and through our lives because we can do better. Amen? So let me emphasize this. I'm going to punctuate this every way that I can. Are you ready for this? Here we go. You can do better. Next line. You must do better. Here we go. You are called to do better. Pastor, why'd you do it like that? Because (laughs) it helps me. And I know that it will help you too. Listen, we can do better. We must do better. We are called to do better. As a spouse, as a parent, as a friend, as a boss, as as an employee, as a neighbor, as a stranger, as a citizen, as a church member, I mean, throughout our lives, as a customer. I mean, what it, we are called to do better than what we've been doing. I'm going to hold you all late. <laughs> so, first of all, let's move on with this a little bit. We all need to give up and let go and just release our habit and obsession and our misplaced sense of duty that we, that is our duty to change others, to correct others, or to comment about others. Okay, so let me back up on that a little bit. We have habits as people. We have mindsets as people that we think we're supposed to change other people. Look at me. Be released of that. Because if you could have changed them by now, you would have. And it weighs on you. Oh, what am I going to do with them? Probably not much. Love them. Set a good example. Trust God. So it's not your duty to change people. All right, look at me. It's not your duty to correct people. Now, if they're your kids, correct them. <laughs> we'll talk about that as we go along. And also, it's not your duty to comment on other people. We feel somehow justified and holy to, out of the side of our mouth, tell other people our opinion about them and him and her and what they're doing or what they think or need to be doing. And then add to that the monster of social media. And we comment on everything. Well, can I just boil it down and bring it down to here? Ready? It's not about, none of this is about anybody else. Look at me. This is all about you, baby. This is all about you. This is all about me. This message is for who? It's just for me. It's just for you. You just have to be able to say, I did my part. No matter what else the world does, I did my part. Look with me in Romans chapter 14. So then each of us, say that's me, each of us will give an account of of ourselves to God. I'd say that's a pretty full-time job. How many of you know that me is a full-time job? And we waste a whole lot of time and effort and resource, you know, worried about everybody else. I've got to correct them. I've got to comment on them. I've got to change them. No, here's where it all starts. It just starts with me. It starts with you. Can I get a good amen today? 
Let's consider a couple things real quick uh, so we have some basis from Scripture for all of this. Uh, Daniel, the Bible describes Daniel that he had an excellent spirit, an excellent spirit. What is the root word of excellent? Excel, excel. There was something about him that was significant and distinguished him. He had an excellent spirit. Jesus taught two-thirds of his teaching was parables, story. And in the parable of the talents, uh, we can clearly see that increase is expected. Increase is expected. Actually, the one who didn't use what was given to him, uh, Jesus referred to him as wicked and lazy. Okay? So increase is expected. Further, we find Jesus taught about the kingdom of God, and he described the kingdom of God. He referred to it in the terms of sowing and reaping, talked about seed time and harvest. It also demonstrates for us that there's growth that is expected. Uh, Then we find that we are to grow in grace. We're to grow in in knowledge. We're to be thriving. We're to be abounding in love. That to me sounds like we're improving. And that's what this is about. We're improving. We're growing in these things. Look with me in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Let's stop and say an amen on that one real quick. Go ahead to uh, verse 58. Therefore, because of that, My beloved brethren and sister, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. The Amplified Bible says it this way, always being superior, excelling, doing more than enough in the service for the Lord. So life... And the Christian life in particular, okay, follow this. Life, and then for our purposes, the Christian life in particular is dynamic and not static. Life is dynamic, not static. By dynamic, I mean there's motion, there's energy, there's progress in our life. Where static is, there's no motion, there's There's no energy. There's no progress. Our life as children of God is dynamic. Hear me, church. That there's motion, that there's energy, that there is progress in this. Just bob your head if you're following me here. Listen, there is no joy in stagnation. There's no joy in stagnation. Actually, stagnation and being static leads to decline. And decline leads to decay. We were driving around one afternoon in, a, in Atlanta the other day. We left the hospital. Alicia said, let's just drive around a little bit. And she wanted to go back because she was born in Atlanta, and she wanted to go back and see her old neighborhood and some things like that. And uh, so we went and we're driving around, and she said, oh, this is a really beautiful neighborhood I want to show you here. And we went into this beautiful neighborhood, and I'm sure it used to be. What happened? Stagnation. Well, it's beautiful, and we just come and go, and we don't look at it anymore. And you know what? It went into decline. It went into decay. 
and these beautiful homes at one point, but, you know, over time and the big Georgia trees and everything, I mean, some of the houses we passed, I know there were three or four years worth of leaves on top of the house and, and in the gutters and everything. And, and you know what? It, it leads to decay. And so if we think, well, my life is so good, I, I was a track star in seventh grade and I won the science fair. Yeah, but you're 60 now, dude. You're not as fast as you even think you were. And see, sometimes we have this mindset, I'm good, I'm good. No, 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 no. We, we need to wake up and see the vibrancy of our God in the life, the dynamic life that he wants us to live, and it should so move us that, you know what, I need to do better. I must do better, and I'm called to do better. Can I get an Amen. All right, so you say, well, where do we even start? Let's look at a couple things. Uh, and today I'm just kind of introducing, giving you a good flyover, and then we're going to get into details starting next week. It basically boils down to this. First of all, your roles. Everybody say roles. Responsibilities and relationships. This is where we've got to do better. Your roles your responsibilities, your relationships. And let me say that all of these are intertwined. These are interwoven together here. Um, But this is where we need to do better. Quickly look with me in Colossians chapter 3. I'm reading from the Message Bible. This is just one place out of Scripture because I want you to know we're running on Scripture here. And this is the message paraphrase. Wives, how many wives we got here today? You've never been so quiet in your life. Come on. How many wives we got here today? All right, there we go. There we go. Happy wives are over there. Okay. All right. Now, just go with me here. Wives, understand and support your husbands by submitting to them in ways that honor the master. Go ahead. Husbands, any husbands here? All right, yeah. Well, you only did that because I got on the girls. So. Husbands, go all out in love for your wives. Don't take advantage of them. Let's keep going. Children. Any children here? Every one of you are a children. <laughs> children, do what your parents tell you. This delights the master no end. Keep going. Parents. No comment. Don't come down too hard on your children or you'll crush their spirits. Let me just stop on that one real quick. This is one of those, come on. I was in Target just before Christmas, and I'm, I'm such a kid at heart, and I thought, I'm going to go back to where all the Christmas stuff is again. By then, it was so picked over. But I'm just looking at stuff and the trees and decorations and little things and, and looking, and there was a, a mom and a dad and two little kids, and they were in the cart or the buggy, whatever you want to call it. And one of them was reaching and talking about something, and they're excited. Come on, they're excited. And this dad, and I don't know what his deal was, but he was just so angry and just so abrupt. And they watched him grab those two little boys by the back of their necks, you know, in the middle of Target. And I thought, I'm about to come over there. And I don't know what the whole day had been like, but I'm, I'm saying if it's this bad right here, what's it like at home? And I know kids need to be corrected and kids need to be instructed and they need to be shown the way. But you don't crush their spirit. And we can do better. So we can do better. Let me keep going. 
Servants, and let me just bring it to our culture today, employees, employees, do what you're told by your earthly masters, your boss, and don't just do the minimum that will get you by, do your, come on, do your best, work from the heart for your real master, for God, confident that you'll get paid in full when you come into your inheritance. Keep going. Keep in mind always that the ultimate master you're serving is Christ. The sullen servant who does shoddy work will be held responsible. Being Christian doesn't cover up bad work. We can do better. Look at verse 23 in the English Standard Version. Whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men. Whatever you do, work heartily for the Lord, not for men. Look at me in 1 Corinthians Chapter 10, verse 31. So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. And the church says amen. Amen. So do things in a way that glorifies God. My assignment in this series is twofold. My assignment is this, is to remind you and to call you to a holy standard. So for the next few weeks, I'm going to remind you and I'm going to call you to a holy standard. The second thing that I'm going to do is I'm going to bring principles and instruction from the Scripture. And so this is not Pastor Tim. Pastor Tim said, no, I'm going to be the delivery guy, okay? And I'm going to bring you instruction and principles from God's Word. You got a problem with it, you take it up with God, okay? And we'll we'll make it real clear and just bring it out for us in this way. Now, this is not about perfection. This is not about condemnation. This is not about performance. This is not about pressure. We all live, we all learn, we all labor under the tree of life. And there's freedom to be found for us. This is all about improvement. This is about doing better. This is about being better. And we're not just trying. Listen, we're not just trying this. We're training in this. Because if your mindset is I'm trying, trying is pass-fail. Trying is swinging a miss. You're out. But training is, okay, that was a good try, but here's what we need to do. You need to choke up on the bat. You need to get that elbow up just a little bit. Keep your eye on the ball. Let's try this again. Okay, and so we're going to be training in this. There's, this is not this heavy duty. What if I get it wrong? Then you keep, you keep working on it. And God will help you. And we go back to God's word and every one of us are a work in progress. Amen. So for this to happen and for any of us to have any sustained effort toward doing better, you have to have motivation. And that motivation has to be meaningful. And when you have meaningful motivation, hear me on this, that moves us from I need to to I want to. So I just want to give you as we finish today, meaningful motivation, why would I want to do better? Why would I want to be better? Here's the first one. Ready? It's to honor God. To honor God. Come on, everybody say it. Honor God. And the second is to this, to impact others. To impact others. Honor God. Whatever role, whatever responsibility, whatever relationship you have, honor God and realize that you are also to impact others. How you and I handle our roles How you and I handle our responsibilities, how you and I handle our relationships matters. And can I tell you something? It matters for generations. 
And it's important that we get it right. Listen, nothing is done in isolation. So whatever your private war is, let's win it this, let's win it this year. Whatever your fear is, whatever your addiction is, whatever rejection you've had in your life, let's don't pass that on. Let's get free. Hurt people, hurt people, but free people, free people. You know, the angry, the angry dad in the, in the store, you know what? I, I'm, I'm upset with that, but I know there's a whole story behind there. I don't know how his dad was. I don't know if he knew his dad. I don't know what else he's dealing with. I can't be his judge, but I can just stand there and inside say, I've got to do better. We've got to do better. And it's not just that I've got to, I want to. Because with my life, I want to honor God. And with my life, I have to realize I want to impact others. And you need to know this, every one of you. Somebody's counting on you. Somebody's counting on you. And the world that keeps shifting from what they think is important and what they think is right are just looking for some people to actually get it right and do it with some peace and with some joy. And I say it's going to be us that, do, that does that. Amen. Amen. Well, let's do this. Starting places, I have to admit it. You've got to admit it. I can do better. Come on, everybody just say it with me. I, I, I can do better. And I don't care if you are Mr. or Miss Awesome 2018. It's 2019 now, and I think every one of us can bob our head and say, yeah, I, I can do better. And let's go ahead and shift this and say this too. I want to do better. Come on, say it. And everybody say this. I want to be better. And here's the wonderful thing. The precious powerful and ever-present Holy Spirit will be your helper. He'll strengthen you. He'll remind you. He'll guide you. He'll be gracious and patient to you, and he will help us to do better because it really does matter as we honor God and impact others. Did you get anything at all out of this today? All right. Amen. Thanks again for listening to this message resource for Meadowbrook. You can stay connected by following us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at NBC Ocala.